0: NBA. I don't know too much about, I know f- enough about a few old time players like old timey, like 1977. Oh, on, now, now. But um, I Googled Wes Unseld And mm-hmm. um, do you know what his career point average is for his entire career? He averaged, 10, <clears throat> he averaged 10 points a game. Okay. And 14 rebounds. And somehow he's on 75 greatest players.
1: You got to think about the time. The time, was, the time back then, it was not like how the NBA is now.
0: Anthony, he was playing against Will Chamberlain, it's who, still, averaged, wait, wait, who averaged like 30-something points a game. Moses still. Malone. Basically, anybody who was good from 1967 <laughs> until 1980, he played against. And he averaged 10 points and 14 rebounds. I will give him credit. One year, he averaged 14 points and 18 rebounds. But even still, I'm like... How was this guy so special that he's one of the five greatest players? Um,
2: um, fourteen rebounds, know. fourteen rebounds a game,
0: with ten points.
2: It uh, doesn't matter. And Dennis Rodman averaged, averaged less than ten points a game of his career.
0: That's true, but I and, think Dennis and, Rodman and boosted because he was on the Bulls and on the um, Pistons.
2: And Wes Unseld is a five-time a five-time All-Star. Yeah, five-time All-Star. And how, does he have any championships?
0: Yeah, he won the one title yeah. that the Bullets have in nineteen.
2: He's an NBA champion. Or or... He's got an NBA championship. He's a five-time All-Star. He's a member of the All-Rookie Team. He's a Rookie of the Year. Finals MVP. Yes. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. He he belongs on the list. I mean, I don't even say he belongs win. on this list. Like, does not matter? Point point score does it matter? Sure. It point score points point score is not the only is not the only marker.
0: I understand, but like if. Like this, if he's on the list and Dwight Howard isn't it's basically saying
2: he was know. on the list before Dwight Howard was even in consideration. No,
0: but my point is that it just lets me <laughs> know like, you just like the older guys that did it as opposed to no, 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 no it's
2: got nothing to fucking do with it. Yes, it does. If he's if ace, ace There's a little bit of bias towards ace. how they played back. So it's it's not biased. No, no, it's not. No, it's not, it's not biased. If you take is Dwight Howard, the rookie of the year. Oh, take come on, the top man. fifty players. You name every. No, 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 just did. But Ace, but Ace, Howard Ace, did all Ace. of that. But Ace, Ace, hey, stop. In the first fifty years of the NBA,
0: yeah,
2: West Unso was selected as one of the top fifty players from that from that first fifty years. Yes. The next twenty five years, you're not taking away from the fifty that you already put on the goddamn list. You're just adding twenty five more from the next twenty five years. So oh. all you're saying is, so you, so you don't remove a guy from 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 a, from a list of like, oh, you you guys are great for the first fifty years, but because this guy's been great for great, we got to remove you from the list. No, you're just well, adding not, another twenty five. Because you're just adding another twenty five players. Dude, that's, that's how you like, think about it.
0: You don't think the list can change, like you know how the greatest. No, I don't think. I don't think. No, it goes no. On. Sometimes you go. You know what? Busy B no. wasn't as good as he was. We no, it, listen, 1995 should change from now. It's Wait, so oh,
1: Robert Parish? This week is this
0: week is no. also. Come on, we're just looking up the stats, and someone pointed. No, out you gotta get rid of somebody no. just to fill in Dwight
2: Howard. It's not subjective like that. You don't just remove somebody from the Why top. 50. It's you all don't from somebody. From... you already voted the dude in. That's like oh. well, that's like yo, we ain't got enough room in the hall of fame. So you know, we're gonna have to uh Dwight Howard, you gonna have to get in. So, you know, Robert Parrish, sorry, you know, you're well, your, 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 your Your Hall of Fame card is now revoked.
0: Technically, you can put as many people in the Hall of Fame as you want. Well, you know what I found interesting? This this aside from those two, there's not a lot of foreign <laughs> guys in there. Meaning they didn't put they didn't put Dirk in there. It's not- um they didn't put Ginobili or Tony Parker or Pau Gasol or any of those guys and I was kind of shocked by that that was all but they put Ray Allen they put Paul Pierce and they put Reggie Miller and I was like wow I was kind of shocked that they all made me? It. and none of those foreign dudes did like Dirk didn't make it I don't know Dirk didn't make it Dirk didn't make it Pau Gasol didn't make it Tony Parker didn't make it neither Ginobili didn't make it you know I mean, how Aces are the, the guys that I think will make
2: the Hall Dirk, Dirk is on
0: the team. He is? Oh.
2: Yeah. Dirk is on the team. You know how Aces treat I mean, gli- this? Like been all and
0: Tony Parker. Huh? A- Aces, a- Aces, Aces a- treat
2: a- this a- thing a- it. like it's the NFL
1: top 100. You know, they it's change it every year. Big,
0: it's kind of a big deal. They do. They do change it every
2: year because sometimes people get worse. And sometimes people get better. <laughs> no, but nobody. You can't get worse. Right? Already you can't get worse. That's well, it. like this. It, in the NFL, you can on the NFL you can fluctuate because it's a year to year thing. It's, is it, this is not a year to year thing. Is it possible
0: is, for someone's career to overshadow yours? Your age, I'm 2020. No, from when they started playing in like 2000.
2: Your age, no, you because you're not West talk, West. because no, because we're not talking about we're not talking about just the last 40 years. Your career, your your career stats speak for themselves over the course of the first fifty years of the NBA. So therefore, if you were one of the top fifty players from the first fifty years, just off. because no, you can't fall off just because somebody might have been better than you. Then that's what I said. The real question is: Is yeah. Dwight Howard one of the top twenty-five players of the last twenty-five years? Yeah, if no. the answer to that question is no, then he don't go on a goddamn list. I don't give a well. shit. Regardless of position, regardless of position, is okay. he one of the top twenty-five players of the you. last twenty-five years since nineteen ninety-six? Is Dwight Howard one of the top 25 players in the NBA since 1996,
0: 1996 and 2021? Well, if, if that's you, the case,
2: if, you, if that's the case,
0: there's a lot of guards who got on who well, I'm like, I don't know about them then.
1: You can well, try again in the next one. really,
0: I wasn't really questioning um, Ray Allen He's, and Paul Pierce, but now that you put it like that, I really am.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's why people, people people complain about the list. I'm saying, like, the first 50 are from the first 50. It has nothing to do with the last yeah. 25. So, therefore, you're only really considering who are the players that were not on the list in 1996 when it came out. So, there's only now out-
0: 25 more guys.
1: Right. In my opinion, yeah. it's just people who's retired already. That's kind of whack. That, that ended right there.
0: Well, if that's the case. Shaq never would have made it in '96. Oh well, that's I'm the talking about. Remember at the I'm time talking about big deal. You know, He, made it, now, he made it in '96, and he was in this, like his fifth season in the league, or something. I
2: mean, I just, I just don't, I don't care if, it's, if you retire or you still play. Like, I, I just, I just don't like. Yes, I do believe that Giannis is one of the top hundred players of the last hundred years. But Giannis is like 24 years old. His career is not even close no. to being done yet. Is he really that young? He's like 26. Oh, like 26, okay. 20, Yeah, he's young because he came wow. to the league at, at 17, 18, 18,
0: I thought he was like so 28 by now. This
2: Giannis is stupid year. young. Wow. You know, his he's career really is nowhere near over. He's, he's damn good. Got, he's got two you know
0: awards be. and a championship.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know Man. he's gonna be there. But like if if to me it was if if it was if it came between Giannis and like you know. LeBron, <laughs> uh, no, not Le- LeBron's career is almost
0: over. It came I mean, like see... Giannis, and um, who's I gonna name the guy from is the Detroit... like, you know, know, Rasheed, no, like Rashid Wallace,
2: or even if it came down between if it came down between Giannis and Vince Carter, like, Vince if, I would put Vince Carter in because I know because because I know Giannis is really? gonna get in because I know Giannis is gonna get in on the next 25. The next 25, the next 25 says it would be okay so now all right between 2021 and 2046
0: 46?
2: right yeah that next 25 when when we got to the 100th anniversary season and the next 25 comes around giannis is going to be on that list giannis is going to be one of the top 25 players of the la- of the next 25 yeah. years but you know so yeah, we'd, we'd be retire- retirement homes in there so old. yeah, by yeah. then I mean that's that, my, that's my whole thing is like it's just to me it doesn't. There's some guys on this list right now uh-huh. whose careers are so young.
0: Yeah,
2: there's like damn.
0: Because well, really, think about
2: it. Because Vince Cloud is never going to get in this list. I don't oh, whether no. he whether he's deserving or not. He's no. never going to get in this list now because he's never going to be better than the next 25 that come.
0: The three most questionable picks to me of yes. the of the 20 of the new 25 are really when I think about it, I go Carmelo. Um Ray Allen and Giannis because he's so brand new but I'm like well Giannis has two MVPs in a championship but then Ray Allen is like on a bunch of championship teams he's the all-time threes leader but then before that like he was that dude in Milwaukee and in Seattle so I'm like but I remember him in Seattle but most people just really remember like the last six years of his career and I remember him coming into the league and balling out so it's kind of hard but I'm like really Ray Allen all right
2: yeah I think I think, I think I think ray allen i think ray allen decided to be on the list
0: and, like, was be on the list. and like, all right you scored a lot of points but like there's a lot of dudes from everybody keeps bringing up this dude from the 70s adrian dantley who apparently was the man but it's like he didn't make the list and it's like because people didn't like him and he still he's still complaining he was vince carter Paul, but I don't really. I never, to be honest. I've I've seen him play like maybe like four games. I think he was on the Pistons in like late eights. Yeah, he was. He
2: was. He was, but they didn't he was the star. He was the star of the Pistons. He was the star of the Pistons before Isaiah. Got Like it. he, like like he was. They traded. Matter of fact, they traded for Adrian Dantley. And like he was he the, the playoffs. Yeah, like he was the he was the missing piece. By then, he was already like he was kind of like Ron Harper. Like he was a star. That came to a star-laden team and won championships, and by the time he got there, he was no longer a star anymore. You know? Okay. Um, All right. Like yeah. I, on the Heat. I think I think the mellow thing is, is just is just respect. I, honestly, I agree with you, though.
0: I was like, Mellow made this. I was well, like, for okay, like good for him.
2: For <laughs> like, he told me, ten he told
0: me Paul Gasol made it, and Mellow did and I'd be like, well, I get it. I get
2: it. For like ten of his eighteen years in the league. You know, people ripped Carmelo Anthony were like his points sure. had no value. <laughs> like and and now, now he's one of the 75 greatest Now he's <laughs> one of the 75 greatest <laughs> players, it's really. Like,
0: so these are the same reporters. So it's like I guess they just like him more
2: now. I don't know. Well, it's a lot of a lot of players too.
0: I know, but it's a lot of it's a lot of like old timey, you know, sports writers like um the PTI guys and pe- other people like that. And a lot <laughs> of them, I mean like maybe just not that, but like David Aldridge and a bunch of people who cover the NBA. From like 95 till 2015 or whatever for ESPN. Yeah, a lot of sideline reporters. And I'm like, they picked these dudes? Okay. But you're right, they didn't take anybody that was already on the 50 off the 50. But yeah. I will say the way they chose that 50 list, they had to choose 10 from each position. So that's why some people made it at small forward and power forward, and shooting guard, who you're like, who the fuck is this guy? I guess <laughs> they had to pick 10 people. So when I was like, who the hell is Paul Arizon? And it's like, all right, I'm going to have to take your word for it, because he played in the 50s and 60s. So I guess.
1: What and the like hell? Sam
0: Jones, and I'm like, all right. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay podcast. We got Ace, Aunt, and Malik. And we're finally going to
1: start the show now.
0: <laughs> We've been starting the show. I'm not editing none of that out. I'm going to edit out some of the NBA at 75 talk, but We'll oh, no, keep here. that in there. All right. I'm going to go over the college games real quick. We got Michigan, 7-0, number six in the country, and Michigan State, 7-0, number eight in the country. This is the biggest game of this week because it's two top ten teams facing each other. and That's all anybody's going to be talking about. It's coming on at noon on Fox. I'm taking uh, Michigan. They're minus four at Michigan State. If you really want to win some money, the over-under in this game is 50 and Michigan has a really good defense, and Michigan State has a good defense as well, there's no way that these two teams are going to find for 20-plus points a piece. All Michigan likes to do is run the ball. They run the ball 46 times a game, and they average 270 yards rushing, 260-something yards rushing. They're going to grind, grind, grind. If this game gets past 24 points for either team, I'll be shocked. So take the under here. That's a very safe bet. And I will also take the four points. I think Michigan will win this by a touchdown. Michigan State's going to have a tough time scoring because Michigan's defense, I don't know who their new defense coordinator is, but whatever he's doing, he's earning every penny of his million-dollar salary. So take that for what it's worth for me. Cincinnati at Tulane. Cincinnati is 7-0, the number two in the country. Tulane is 1-6. The only game they covered was against Oklahoma. Everybody covers against Oklahoma. So Cincinnati's going to put the beat them down on Tulane in New Orleans. Sorry for uh, any New Orleans people who are Tulane fans. I don't think you actually are. I think y'all just live there and might have went to the school. So <laughs> it is what it is. And then for the last game this week, we have Oregon hosting the worst team in the Pac 12, which is Colorado, who is two and five. Oregon is favored by 24 and a half points. Their quarterback, Anthony Brown, should have a big game. Um, their Kayvon Thibodeau, their defensive end, is definitely going to be like a top four or five pick in the NFL. He has been destroying teams on defense. So if you want to see somebody get sacked a bunch of times, watch that game, see how good he can be. Um, Colorado's going to run through this team. Somehow Colorado beat, to be a point, Malik, earlier about Ohio State, Colorado beat Oregon, I'm sorry, Oregon beat Ohio State in Ohio State, and yet somehow they're ranked seventh. Ohio State's ranked fifth. I don't understand how that works, but um,
2: back to I college rankings. Rank, rankings is a damn rankings is a damn popularity contest, and that's all there is to it. That's yeah. it.
0: You beat the team that you that you're now ranked behind, which is like okay. I don't get how that works, but all right. But betting wise, that over under is I think it's like fifty four, no forty nine. Oregon can score all those points by themselves. They can beat them forty nine to three. So give me Oregon and take those points, Malik. Who do you got?
2: Yeah, so the only two games I'm checking for, uh, you mentioned. You Days you already mentioned one of them. Um, I'm, Well, I am checking for that Michigan Michigan State game. If um, for no other reason, it'll be it'll be it'll be a it appears to look like it'll be a, it'll be a competitive game. Probably going to be a pretty boring game because, like you said, they're gonna they're gonna just run and beat the hell out of each other. And if you like that, if you like that, that's you know that that's pretty that's pretty good um but yeah it's that's that's gonna be an interesting game to watch georgia versus florida uh, obviously georgia's number one number one seeding country they're going to florida it's gonna be played in a, in a neutral at a neutral site if i'm not mistaken so it's not gonna be played in florida's um in florida's yeah, uh, played in so, Jacksonville. yeah. so you know um georgia's giving 14 here um again I, it's it's a lot to give up and it's a lot to give up to a florida team that really that you know has tended to play pretty good in, you know, big game, big moment situations as far this season. So, I I am staying away from the game from a betting perspective, but I would, but if you have to bet it, go ahead and bet Georgia cuz uh I don't see them losing anytime soon before their showdown against uh, Alabama. Um, yeah, of course, like, you know, the betting the betting public just does not want that game to they want to make sure that that Georgia is still undefeated by them. Oh yeah. Uh um and then the second game that I am that i'm checking for a little bit just just a little bit and i, I don't really care about it care about it all that much is the old miss and uh auburn uh old miss is number 10 in the country going against going up against auburn uh old miss is a one-point favorite um and this is this just looks to be a really interesting game between two teams in the same division that you know are not going to play for the for any college football playoff uh aspirations because you know they're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. So it's just not going to happen. And you know, college football rankings just won't allow it. Um, but yeah, you know, these are two two talented teams in the in the in the conference, and uh, it looks to be it looks to be a very interesting matchup between the two of them. The last game, obviously, you mentioned it a little bit. Uh, Penn State uh, is going to Ohio State, and again, um, the, NCAA, the the point spread and Vegas point spread and every NCAA college football rankings has pretty much informed us that being ranked number 20 ranked number 20 in the entire country and a country of well over 100 you know 15 football b1 uh, mm-hmm. football programs means absolutely nothing because oh. you're, 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 you're 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 being 20th in the country you're really no better than the 50th team in the country if you can't um, if you can't maintain uh, you know a point spread higher than higher than 16 and a half points going up against the fifth team in the country no. um, Ohio yeah.
0: State was playing uh, Coastal Carolina they'd be favored by like 35 points instead of just uh, That's, 17 that is
2: that is probably true but see it's 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 the difference the difference here is like when you're ranked 20 in the country mm-hmm. in anything else like if you're if you're the 20th ranked boxer and you fight against a fifth ranked boxer everybody says you have a puncher's chance 16 and a half points is not a puncher's chance 16 and a half <laughs> points means that we'll still be shocked if you get this w and so so being ranked 20 is like you know it's 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 consolation is the an ancillary prize a pat on the back you're you're not that good buddy um but yeah take 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 this number 20 and uh and go and, and go home and, and you know put up a banner in your in your school but you're really not that good so mm-hmm. that that's where that's where i go um those, those are the three games i'm checking for uh this this weekend
0: all right but it does look
2: to be a pretty good weekend
0: i would say so too and anthony your favorite team the byu uh i forgot their mascot Bulls or whatever they are um, BYU is hosting Virginia. They're both six and two. BYU is favored by two and a half. And Anthony, have you figured out the nickname of the UTSA team?
1: No, I haven't. Thank you.
0: Okay, they are eight and <laughs> They're number twenty-three in the country, and they are the Roadrunners. This is an interesting question. Since you're in Texas, I want you to ask somebody this: Would they rather the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl, or the University of Texas win a national championship after they join the SEC? They want the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. More than Texas winning a national championship. Yes. I want you to ask them that. Ask one of your coworkers that I want a legitimate answer from one of them. Because I feel like that would be actual tough questions if they're a fan of both of those teams. <laughs> I really want right. to know, like, how much, how much do they really care about college football? Would they rather the Cowboys win the Super Bowl or would they rather Texas win a national title? All right. That is a tough question, though. For them, it is for me, it's a very easy question. <laughs> um, next up, we got the Thursday game, Arizona is hosting. Oh, oh, hey, yeah, what's up?
1: I was gonna say before you start, um, I just got a little trade alert so anybody who's a fantasy or anybody who's gonna be picking games today, so starting from next week, Mark Ingram got traded to the Saints. I don't know if y'all guys know that, or yeah, I just because mm-hmm.
0: so I cut him actually on Tuesday, yeah.
1: Yeah, I see that. I saw it on the waivers, just sitting there. But you know, he uh-huh. it basically shows us thirty-six percent roster on Yahoo. Uh-huh. But as far as fantasy is concerned, he might ruin Alvin Kamara's fantasy value a little bit,
0: He's maybe.
1: He's but, but
0: they were used but, to be on the same team, and they didn't ruin it then. But He's you sad. know, it might
1: actually it might actually change your, your your outlook on the Saints on their running game. Maybe just I'll
0: hope to make the playoffs. I give them that.
2: That's not either. I, 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 I don't. I don't see it as a huge. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's. A, I think it's good for the Saints. I don't necessarily think it's good for fantasy. I don't think. I don't think it really matters for fantasy all that much. Either. Either for Camara or for Markieff, for that matter.
1: I just had to throw it out there because I just saw that on my my own, my running my run of own. Um... Is there any talk <laughs> about
0: where um, Deshaun Watson's actually going to end up? All I know is is that who's not trading for him? Carolina, it will not trade for him. Is what they came out and said.
1: What there's actually news out there that quite the Dolphins actually have everything in place. They just want to do every all the um actual legwork and the background stuff to see if any of the legal legal work is going to actually, you know, anything's going to fall through oh, or whatever. If the but league's going to stop
0: him from playing.
1: Right, but everything's literally in place, like the picks and everything like that. everything is already settled. Even Deshaun Watson's like going to waive his um his trade calls to go over there. Wow, they're just
0: they're just
2: waiting for somebody the last minute to jump in and say, you know what. Don't do it. You can't do it. You know what? You know what it is. They're they're waiting for their Dwayne Dwayne Wayne um, moment. You know. I mean? You remember 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 uh different world when Dwayne was getting ready when, when when Whitley was getting ready to get married to that guy and Dwayne Wayne came and bust open the. They're waiting for that moment. They're waiting for somebody to come bust open the church doors to go in there and say, "I love you, woman. You gonna be mine," and that's it. I love you, Deshaun Watson. You going to be bothered. <laughs> Miami is praying that somebody does that because Miami does not want to be a part of the situation. And Tua Tua is the guy that's on, that's at the altar.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. really ready up though. The messed up thing about that's this whole situation hilarious. is really the owner that's pushing everything because the owner's impatient for what i what I've been watching all these videos and stuff like that about us. He you, know, be.
0: you know, it's interesting. The owner of well, I don't know if that's pretty unknown, but the owner of the doubt, the the Miami Dolphins. Yeah is also one of the biggest donors to the University of Michigan, Stephen Ross. Hmm. Yeah, their school of business is named after him.
1: Ah, Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's probably like a helmet or a section of their locker room that's probably named after that guy. Meanwhile, he can't put together a good NFL roster. <laughs> and they tank to get to it. And they got Waddle. And they got, what, Christian Wilkins? So it's not like they don't have a, like at least seven or six, six or seven... Quality first and second round picks in that team. So I don't know if they can't win nine games this year or what, but they just have not figured it out.
2: They're still a rebuilding two team. As well. It's not two's
0: fault. They won eight games last year or nine games. Correct. So two, two is
1: actually playing better than the dude on the Giants and yeah. all the rookies this year. Of course, but still. I mean, he the should only thing, be. The, the only thing is that two is getting compared to his draft class. That's the problem.
0: You mean Justin Herbert? Yes. Joe Burrow?
1: Yes. That's the re- that's, his, that's his problem.
0: He's not as good as them right now, but he's also, in fairness to him, uh, the Chargers yeah. have a better team. They have a much better offensive line than he does.
1: And I think I've been watching too much Colin Cowher because I noticed most of my stuff is coming from what, from just watching those stupid videos today of him. But um, two is quite another big problem is that two is basically have Josh Allen in the, the same thing. That's what Colin basically said. He's not Josh same, Allen. It, he's much more no, talented he, than that. He, he has in him in the same division, and you have oh. what's the name? You got to face Josh Allen. And I actually wrote the stuff down because I was actually watching the video. The video of it. Basically, Miami is 0 and five against them.
0: Yeah, but so are other teams.
1: Uh, no, but this is the whole career of the, what's the name's? Um, the coach's Brian Flores' career against Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, but it Dolphins. Was the, who was the quarterback before he had Tua?
1: No, but this is his whole career against Josh Allen. So no, he I, does, I hear
0: you. Right.
2: Okay. Well Patrick. that's well, it, but that's the same, Jets. It, that's
0: that's the but, Jets', but, Jets yeah. whole career against him, too. Like they just they, changed no, they, coaches.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah, right. the Jets, no, the, the same Jets did with yeah, them. Jets did with them first year. But wow. yeah, in the same, in the same vein, it that's that's like it's like judging, you know, how bad quarterbacks were were in the division because of how poorly they played against Tom Brady. Right. And, and, you know, for all those years, it's like, like, no, it doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean that you you're, you're a bad quarterback or you're a bad player. You just playing against one of the best players in the, in the history of the league. And he had an amazing team that went along with him. And so therefore you got, you got waxed. Like that was pretty much, that's pretty much what happened. Your team was not as good as his team. And so therefore you lost. Look, Miami's just not as Miami's just not, a, not as good a team as the Buffalo Bills are. They haven't been. And when, and before the Buffalo Bills, it was the New England Patriots. And before that, you know, every once in a while, right? Every once in a while, Miami gets gets a win here and gets a, a w here or there, and that's it. But it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not two is good enough. Look, uh, Deshaun Watson may very well go to Miami. It's not going to change the fact that Buffalo Bills is the best team in that division. Sorry, it's just Man. not going to happen. So that's true. It, it, like I
1: said, it's just the BS of Collins, Colin Collins um, whatever the fuck his name is. He's still,
0: Coward. <laughs> in my
1: brain right now. I feel okay. sorry for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: Arizona is still going to be yeah. hosting Green Bay tomorrow. Um, Arizona is still undefeated. Green Bay is definitely going to be without their top two wide receivers. Great segue. Yeah, I know. Thank you. I try. Um, <laughs> wait, is
2: this wait? So, so wait before you said so. Um, Devonte Adams is their top two wide receivers, right? Yeah. Like they don't they don't actually have a they don't have a, they don't actually have a second wide second top wide receiver it's just Devontae Adams the Devontae and Adams and and Adams are their best receivers okay Devonte's right, right hand is the is the best receiver Devontae's left hand is the second best receiver on that team you know and then wrong. the extra receiver the extra receiver <laughs> that nobody cares about
0: well next tomorrow's gonna tomorrow Ron Randall Cobb is gonna be the number one receiver like it's two thousand nine okay so
1: Yep, and that's why I picked them up in fantasy.
0: Let's hope it works. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that. I'm hoping
1: it works. I got to face the international champs. I hope it works.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Green Bay's getting six and a half on the road. Um, Aaron Rodgers is pretty amazing, but I don't know how, who he's going to throw to, but their defense is pretty good, so I can't sit here and be like they're going to get blown out. But who knows? Arizona has been giving it to everybody, and the fact that they gave that work to the Rams, who have a pretty top defense in Green Bay – I don't know if the defense is on par with them. We will have to see. I'll definitely take the under on this, and I'm going to take uh, Green Bay, getting the six and a half. I just don't think they'll get blown out, and I think six and a half is just enough for me to take them. Go ahead, well,
1: well, as far as when I texted you earlier, I did take – I was taking Green Bay, and I believe I was taking the under in this one as well. There's no J.J. Watt going to be playing as well. So – and um, this this is prime time. This is what Aaron Rodgers live for. And he's going to want to be a legend – Want to you wanna just show that he's gonna be he's the man and stuff like that? He still can carry the scene and Green Bay needs him why when he moves on. But I'm gonna go with Green Bay as well. I don't really want to go against Arizona in this one. They've been one of the best teams in the NFL, or oh, actually the best team, I should say. I think so. But anyway, I'm gonna still take Green Bay on this one. I'm taking the under.
0: It's been red hot, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to go against them on this one.
2: I don't know I'm Malik. Like, that
1: face, like he is still going to go against somebody. Let's I'll see. That.
2: I'm, I'm not go, I'm not betting against the the, the, under, the undefeated team in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers. It's about time for you to lose again. You're <laughs> go out there and 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 I no, no, but but be, in all honesty, Arizona's Arizona's defense is actually pretty good, and they had and they had a gimme last week against Houston. You know, they were able to rest guys uh, late in that game. They didn't have yeah. a lot. They, they didn't have a lot riding on that. This is a this is a good matchup for them Thursday night, um, you know, at home hosting 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 the Packers. This to me this is this is set up as a good game for them. And you know, granted, if I don't I don't think there are many uh, there's many things that you can do against a hot quarterback when it's kind of like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is just playing at a different level right now in terms of just being a. Uh, not just not a game manager, a difference maker at the quarterback position, and he's just he's just he's, he this is his this is his league right now. He's actually he's actually doing amazing amazing work, and yeah, I'm not I'm not betting against them, so I'm going to take Arizona, and I'll take the over because I think that both of these defenses, while while both being good, uh, it's Thursday night, so anything can happen. So I'm going to take the over here, and I'm going to take Arizona. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the six and a half points.
0: Okay. Sounds solid. All right. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Carolina Panthers. I think this spread is a bit of an overreaction right now because Atlanta is favored by three points at home. The over-under is 49.5. I think the over on this is probably the safest bet because neither of these teams can stop anybody from scoring. Um, Atlanta barely won last week by two points but did not get enough for that cover that two and a half. Carolina, for some reason, has just fallen apart the last three weeks.
2: Um, I should really I say mean.
0: the last two weeks? You think? Yeah, okay, whatever, hater. Listen, y'all drafted them, so don't, don't, don't give me that, any of that Sam Donald noise. Because
1: well, I ain't saying nothing about Sam Darnold because there's no Christian McCaffrey.
0: Nah, well, they got Trevor Hubbard and they got two good receivers, so I don't understand why Robbie Anderson can't run deep routes and DJ Moore's is fumbling everything all of a sudden. Can't catch
1: them. He's throwing the ball. That's why.
0: But Atlanta is finding a way to win games that. You know, last year they would have found a way to lose. And this is actually a divisional battle. So this is another NFC South battle. Atlanta may not make the playoffs, but I feel like they're going to win enough games to just not be terrible. So I feel like Atlanta's going to win this game and I got to take them to cover just because they're at home and they keep finding a way to win. And Carolina's defense seems to be just in disarray, like completely all over the place and just out of it. So even if the offense gets it together, I think Atlanta can just outscore them enough to win. They put up 30 points last week on a team that I thought was pretty bad. They could put up another 30 ball this week. And Kyle Pitts, I see where they drafted him. Dude had eight catches for, what, 160 yards, something like that, 150 yards. No touchdowns, but he was just getting it done. That's my dude in the draft, too. Him and Ridley, they are just getting it done on both sides. And Cordell Patterson is clearly contributing in fantasy, so if you're lucky enough to grab him early. Great pickup. He's wide receiver running back, so put him in your daily fantasy lineups and he will definitely come through for you again this week at home. So give me Atlanta and the under. Actually, give me Atlanta and the over. What am I talking about? This game is
2: going way over that 49 and a half. Ahead, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the same here. Um, you know, I told you last week after after they you know wet the bed against Minnesota at home that I was no longer uh trusting Carolina to do anything until they show me they show be different and what did they show me they showed me the exact same thing that they that we saw two weeks prior that you know they are tripping over themselves and they have you know run into a brick wall basically and have not cannot get cannot get through it and you know despite uh you know conversations to the contrary unfortunately Sam Donald is not good enough to to carry them through it you know the team is just not good enough at this point um to be you know considering them for any kind of you know to, to be any kind of uh upset special or anything along those lines so I'm going to take Atlanta and I'm actually going to put this in as my first best bet of the uh of of, of the week um this is this uh, Carolina just playing really horribly and I, I want to see the honestly I want to see Chuba Hubbard have a good game I want to see them them kind of you know get themselves out of this funk I just don't see it happening so I'm going to take Atlanta and I'm going to give the, I'm going to take Atlanta give the points uh I'll go with the I'll go with the under here because we just saw Carolina score three points in a game. So, like, like honestly, to the Giants, um, who have one of the, who you know, to date had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So they could only score three against them. And they're going to Atlanta. Yeah, I, don't, I don't expect to see them score, score a whole bunch of points in this game. So I'm going to take Atlanta at the under.
0: And That game was 12 to three up until the fourth quarter, to your point. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ant.
1: Wow, you must be looking at my paper because I got them as the um what's them as my best best bet too. But the difference is I got Carol, I'm gonna have um Atlanta in the over in this one. I don't believe in Sam Donald as long as um Chris McC- um CMC is not there, Sam Donald ain't gonna do nothing. He's gonna revert back to the Jets pumpkin and play just like that. As far as Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is the man. Ace is already winning over this um Kota, Patterson, unstoppable. I don't see um Carolina stopping him. Yeah, just just go with this. Go with Atlanta. Go, I'm going with the over. This is my my first um first one of the um, of this week too. That's my best bet. All right. Same dog sucks.
0: <laughs> Next up, thank you for that little add on right there. Next up, we got Tennessee at Indianapolis. The Titans are going to the Colts. It's a dome team. Um, Tennessee is actually favored by one point. This game could be a pick'em come game time if enough money comes in on Indianapolis. Or I think it's actually going to start shifting a little more towards Tennessee. After their past two weeks' performances, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but it's more the fact that Tennessee's defense is actually playing well in their pass rush. They've just been... The last two weeks, their defense has really just kind of held teams down, which is really what's impressed me so much. Um, The Colts have basically beaten teams they should have beaten, so now their record doesn't look as bad as it did the first couple of weeks, so they're 3-4, and going against a 5-2 and Texans team. Titans team. This is a divisional battle as well, so... The Titans really need to get this one. And I think they will. So I'm going to take Tennessee and the under because the over under is 51 and a half. And if their defense does their job, this game should be somewhere around 28 10, 28, 13. So give me Tennessee as my first best bet of the week. Lock that in. and hey, you up.
1: It's real funny. I know I noticed when I was making my picks today that I never I don't think I ever ever picked Indiana Indianapolis to win a game. No, no, um, no. Not no, never, but I'm going to continue that trend because you know, Tennessee got a big team, they basically beating you up on offense, beating you up on defense, and this is going to be a, a, a quite a low scoring game. So, I'm just, just with you, ace. I'm going with Tennessee on the under in this one. I can't, I can't even, I still can't re- remember who's the Indianapolis coach, um, quarterback. I don't know why
0: Carson Wentz,
1: yeah, maybe because he didn't really win the Super Bowl, <laughs> but <Maybe> that's why <laughs> I can't remember him. So I'm just going to go with Tennessee on this one. They got the better quarterback.
0: You just mad that the wrong team in green won the Super Bowl that year.
1: No, no, no. I'm not mad. Don't worry. We're going to be winning about next year or the year after it's like.
0: Sure. Go ahead, Malik.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, Tennessee, Tennessee's last two wins against Buffalo and against Kansas City when they were both uh, both were both home games and both in both situations they were the, the home, home underdog. Um, so the, the fact that they won those games, yes, is a bit of a shock. Uh, from a betting perspective, but it probably really probably really shouldn't be that much of a shock because uh, obviously you know these two these these two games were at home they had you know they had their their, their home situation running running pretty well for them and you know winning that game just when you, when you really look at it you know Tennessee Titans team was a AFC championship team two years ago was did have the number one rushing uh, attack in the NFL last year and has the number one, I think number one or number two rushing attack in the NFL this year. So it's not, Yeah. 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 So it's not to say that they're, um, <laughs> that, that this team, when they, when they do what they need to do, when they play the game, they play the game that they need to play and they control ball, ball um, they control time and possession and control field. Yeah. Have, have control of the field. They're, they're going to win. The, they're going to win the football game. That said, this game is away. This game is in Indianapolis and uh, the two, the, and Indianapolis is five and two against the spread this year. Um, and they're doing it right now. They're doing it the way that they, the way that everybody believes that they should be doing it. They're not reliant on Carson Wentz and, and him, him throwing the football or all over the field. They're handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. He's had two really good games over the last, the last couple of weeks. So this to me is going to be two two teams with a very with very similar strengths. Um, they're going to be running, both teams are going to run the football. They're going to try to get, get their quarterbacks into positive throwing situations. And uh, then the, the question then becomes, who's healthier and who's who's got the better defense? And I think Indianapolis, being at home, and having having a pretty good defense of their own, is going to sway this. So I'm going to take Indianapolis to to cover at home. Um, and and again, and I hope this thing swings. I hope this thing swings to a pick, and then we're just able to just identify that. I think it comes down to a, a field goal, a, sh- a short kick late in the game, and Indianapolis pulls it through. So give me give me Indianapolis and the moment.
0: All right. Next up we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. Next the Jets and I'm going to let you pick this one first. The Jets are 10 and a half point underdogs at home and the over under for this is 42. Who do you got?
1: Well, I'm going to take Cincinnati and the under in this one. Um this is the, they, the Jets are not playing against Bill Belichick, so um, it's not gonna be, you know, going to be no going trying to shoot it for 90 points Madden style against, you know, Against your ten-year-old son or whatever, but this is going to be Cincinnati. They're going to they're going to put a little respect into the game once they start winning, and they're going to take their feet off the gas breaks and you know run the ball. So I can take this. I hate to say this, but I'm going to take Cincinnati, and I'm taking the under in this one. All right. Oh All right. yeah, just to let you know, y'all yeah, know, even though Joe Flacco did got traded there, he's he's going to be off, I believe, tomorrow, and he's going to be practicing by Friday. So Mike White is most likely he's going to be starting.
0: Who's Mike White again?
1: Mike White is a, a, the current back, was the current backup, but nobody knows who the hell he is. He he just first got his first part of playing last week, Sunday, and, you know, he looked good at first. Second and a half, he looked like trash. But anyway, that's what happens when, you know, you don't go ahead and have any reps, but still. Uh, don't let Mike White be the next Tom Brady, though, but whatever. Yeah, that's not happening.
0: All right. It could. Who knows? Um... Cincinnati I'm going to be taking them they're minus 10 and a half the reason why I'm taking them is Cincinnati has won their last two games by more than that against much better teams they went into Baltimore and beat the brakes off of them the one thing that Cincinnati does well that the Jets don't do well is stop people from scoring through the passing game the Jets in terms of time of possession have the 31st ranked team the Bengals are number 10 the Jets are also the lowest scoring team in the NFL, and the Bengals are the seventh highest scoring team in the NFL. Therefore, they're going to hit the over on their own. They're going to beat the Jets thirty-five to three, maybe thirty-five-seven. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Cincinnati. And I'm going to lay those points, Go ahead, Malik.
1: Wait, wait. Before Malik goes, I just want to say one thing. Yeah, you, I, I I loved your research that you did in this, but you know, all you need is a can, a can, or, you know, a can of beer. Whatever and just be a fan of this stuff and know that who's gonna win this game. You just flip the coin in the over and under this one. That's all it comes down to. But anyway, no. go
0: they scored 37 points on Baltimore. They can score 37 points on the Jets and give it, and let the Jets. Jets score one touchdown and you hit the over. Like that's all it's gonna take. It, this is the, the Jets, and game. if you
1: just saw the score of last week, you didn't even have to see the game. All you had to do see Bill Belichick leave with a smirk on his face. You know, dang yeah, exactly. oh, well, this is going to happen. Everybody just get, they turn like a Congo line on the Jets right now, especially yes. when Mike White first start. Deandre, anyway, sorry to
2: interrupt. Back to you, Malik. Nah, man, I I think I think every everything that you said is is right in, in, in theory. I mean, the reality of the situation is. I mean, the 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 main piece here is. Do you think that Cincinnati's going to cover, you know, uh, cover the seven and a half points? Um, And do you think if you think Cincinnati is better than New England, which I think most people at this point, given given the last two victories that they've had and and the fact that they're leading the division, most people would say, yeah, they're better than New England. So therefore, you would expect them, even on the road, to be able to handle the New York Jets um, in in similar fashion to the New England Patriots, especially given that the New York Jets don't have their, you know, their starting Mm -hmm. quarterback at them. During this time as well, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is getting healthier. Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase is looking like the best. he's looking like the rookie of the year. Um, this is looking like an absolute, you know, the, the type of team that's going to be in the playoffs and be in be in the hunt for some, some big things in the AFC playoff hunt this, this this season. And so you just don't lose games like you don't lose games to the Jets when you have to. When you when you're looking to do that, you just don't lose to the Jets. And so. Um, the real question is whether or not they can cover the 10 and a half points. That's the only reason they're not one of my best bets this week, but I definitely am picking them to win the game. I couldn't, because I, I, I just don't see a clear path to points for the Jets in this game in any way, shape, or form. Um, The person I really feel sorry for in this is Elijah Moore. Uh, He was supposed to have a breakout season. He was supposed to like really start, you know, he was supposed to to see me, but see something from him. And it seemed like the Jets were just starting to, you know, starting to figure out ways to get him the ball and to make things interesting for him. And then Zach Wilson gets hurt. So um, yeah, I really feel for him. His career is, you know, off to a slow start. I don't see it getting any, you know, speeding up at, at at any point with Mike White or Joe Flacco under center um so you know hopefully you know better things are coming later on down the road for him but right now um you know this is this is just going to be a tough setting for the whole, tech, the whole team. and Robert Sala too I mean Robert Sala deserves uh, a little a little a little better than this uh you know he's being kind of lumped into like the same old Jets thing and I don't think it's I don't think it's his fault
0: it's well they're dealing with a lot of injuries on defense and that's where his expertise is so he can't really lift the team on that side of the ball so
1: Hopefully Moses comes back, but I'm going to put this as one of my locks of the week as well. Wow.
0: You know what? I should join you on that. That is fair, and Cincinnati is the real deal, especially at the last week when I took Baltimore, talking about they're going to win. And Cincinnati just gave it to them the whole damn game consistently. Um, next up, we got Philadelphia at Detroit. This is probably the closest spread Detroit's had in the past four weeks. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, we got – I'm skipping the game. We were at Cleveland hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is going to be the game of the week for everybody around the country. These are two teams that met in the playoffs last year. I think Cleveland went into Pittsburgh and beat them in Pittsburgh, which was pretty impressive. And the Mm -hmm. over-under on this is 42-and-a-half. Cleveland is favored by three-and-a-half because they're at home. Baker Mayfield logged the full practice today. I'm still not sure if he's actually going to play because his left shoulder still you know, listen with that left shoulder injury, so it's questionable. Um, it looks like Higgins is going to be joined by Jarvis Landry who's coming back. Although Beckham Jr. may or may not play; that's still kind of questionable. So we're going to see about that. And with that being said, I don't know if um, what's his name, Kareem Hunt, and also what's the other running back?
2: Hunt is um, out. Chubb Chub may, Chub may come back, but Hunt's is not
0: going to play. But Chubb may come, may come back. I think they rested them both last week, so they can see if they could play. And I don't know, because everybody's so banged up on Cleveland. Giving Pittsburgh points on the road is kind of a risky bet. Ben Roethlisberger's been finding a way to get it done, dinking and dunking his way to getting some TDs. And uh, that defense of Pittsburgh is the real deal, but so as it is for Cleveland. And this game kind of has some bad blood since that time that they ripped off of old boys home and threw it in his face <laughs> after going at um my favorite man, Miles, Miles Garrett. Yeah, that, that that was pretty hilarious, I got to be honest. So, I think on the strength of that, I'm going to go with Cleveland just to win this defensively. They're going to try to retire Ben Roethlisberger in this game by sacking him to death. So, I'm going to take Cleveland, and I'm going to take the under. They might, this game might be like 10 to 7, who knows. So, give me Cleveland. I'll lay those three and a half points. Go ahead,
1: yeah, I'm with you on the underage, but I'm quite not with you on the team. I'm going with Pittsburgh on this one. Tomlin is pissed off, quite especially after what, what happened this week with the reporters about them quite with the own um, college situation. About I don't him. think he's that's terrible. an
0: insult. I think it's just USC dreaming that they could offer him enough money to leave Pittsburgh.
1: Well, to him is an insult because you know he's basically a Hall of Famer. And you're gonna tell him tell him to take a step down. Come on now. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna take he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna it's still, it's in talk, this team. They're talking it about him getting paid 10 million dollars a year. Still, that's a step down. This is the NFL right here. he's, he's and he's in one of the story franchises. I'm, I'm gonna take with Pittsburgh here. Tom is gonna, Tom is gonna leash the dogs on these guys. The rap, the rap is on. Pittsburgh and the under in this one.
2: All
0: right, go ahead, Malik.
2: Yeah, Pittsburgh's coming off of their buy. Um, they're the healthier team at this point, well, and they although are. they yeah, they're the healthier team. They're coming mm-hmm. off their bye, and although they're going to be on the road, Cleveland is just way too banged up for me to take for me to take take them uh, and for me to you know, take them and give points right now. Um, I don't expect if Baker plays great. I just don't expect him to be. He's obviously not going to be 100 percent. Nick Chubb's not 100 percent. Kareem Hunt's not playing. Their receivers are banged up. Their defense is is holding on. But I can't, I can't expect them to, you know, to hold on all the way through and get points at this one. I just don't feel comfortable about it. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh on the under as well. All right. Oh, this is going to oh,
1: be one of my locks, uh, too. I keep forgetting about saying that.
0: Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to have shoulder surgery. He's still planning on playing as many games as he can. He's going to wait till after the season. So even though he probably needs to have sh- surgery on his shoulders or one of or both of them, he is going to forego that. I read that um, earlier today. I know why I forgot that. So he, yeah. if if and when he plays, <laughs> he's just going to be playing through pain the entire rest of the season. So make note of that. If you have him in fantasy, sorry for you. He will not be healthy this year. At best, he'll be, you know, contributing. But with a guy like that on the field, you got to account for him. So even at the very least, with him and Joku, Hooper, and Higgins all playing and Landry coming back.
2: Well, oh, we did think of the good thing for fantasy is he hasn't been good all season. So you already know what you, you, you already know. It's not, it's not like you're, you're, you're banking yeah. anything. until he shows you, so he shows you that he's back. He's
0: but in a real eventually. game, Pittsburgh has to account for him too.
2: Oh no, absolutely. You know. Back, I think it was back with the Giants. Oh, absolutely, wow. I'm just Great saying until, man. until, until Odell shows you that he's back and he's playing at a high level and, and Cleveland's utilizing mm-hmm. him in the way that they probably, that they should be. You can probably sit him, sit him on your team. Keep him. Don't, don't cut him. But because um, there's always a possibility with his talent for him to, you know, him to make something happen later on in the year. But, um, yeah, until he shows some consistency and some, of the, and some explosiveness, there's just there's, there's no reason to start him In the fantasy team. Very, very
0: true.
1: Uh, Malik, add, add that to my own my, my lock of the week, too. I got you. Okay. Pittsburgh, right?
2: I got yeah. you. Atlanta, Atlanta, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh so far as you have three locks.
1: Okay. Oh, Ace, you skipped Buffalo game.
0: I did.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's got Buffalo-Miami. Next back up, we it.
0: got Miami at Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> was favored by 13 points, 13 and a half at home. Miami has a lot of rumors swirling around that team, but they're going to play tough as hell in this game. Buffalo's coming off of that loss against Tennessee, where their defense just could not stop anybody. But I'm pretty sure they're going to take that out on the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins are not coming off a bye, neither is Buffalo. So... I'm going to lean towards the Bills covering the spread. There have been a lot of double-digit spreads, and the majority of them actually got covered last week, with the exception of one, which was the Detroit Lions who came out real tough against the Rams, and I know why that happened. But um, considering the amount of bad blood between these two teams and the division rivals, Buffalo is not going to take it easy on them, and I would lean this towards the over at 49 and a half, and I'm going to take Buffalo as one of my locks of the week. Go ahead, Ant.
1: I'm taking this game as one of my locks of the week as well. Um, Tua's going to light it up and he's going to destroy Buffalo. He's going to be unstoppable. Tua's is going to have like at least 30 points. Then he's going to wake up, you know, have his warning breakfast and then go to the actual real game. And then Buffalo is going to win this. So I'm going to have Buffalo and I'm going to take that on the under. Miami has been 0-5, I think I said this earlier, with, um, with Flores against Buffalo. And I can see they're going 0-6 against them. So I'm going to take Buffalo with this. I'm taking the under as one of my locks of the week on this one.
0: All right, Malik.
2: Yeah, this is it's tough for me to go Buffalo here. Just it's tough for me to go with 13 and a half point spreads. We've seen this already. This is the second highest point spread of the of the week. Um, but Buffalo's at home. And so I feel a little bit more comfortable just given that they're that they're the home team here. And they're coming off and they and, and correction is they are coming off of by that that loss against tennessee was uh in week six um so they're they're coming off of their bye that's right okay <clears> yeah miami so, did
0: play last week
2: yeah miami not... played last week and lost uh but uh yeah Atlanta. so this is mm-hmm. so yeah so this is you know obviously they're the fresher team they the healthier team and they're the team at home and they're coming off of the loss so they they, they want to get back onto the right track so go ahead and give the two give the two touchdown lead. And again, the last time these two teams played was in week two, Buffalo beat them 35-0 in Miami. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the that the first part of that Ain't game not was much changed since then. <laughs> right. You know, the first part of that game was 35 points. So, you know, it's 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 absolutely, you know, not inconceivable that, you know, that they can beat them. They could this this game could be 35 nothing at halftime. We wouldn't be surprised. So um, yeah, Miami's going through a lot of change a lot of a lot of stuff right now two is feeling the need to come out and speak and speak on this and the fact that he's actually out here speaking on this means it's bothering him and it's bothering the rest of the team um yeah they're just not in a good 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 situation right now so it'd be tough to pick them at all um in anything so go ahead and take buffalo i'm not going to lock this in just 13 and a half but i definitely feel like buffalo is going to take it and uh um and, and i will take the over in this game as well
0: please do lock this in as one of my best bets i'm taking buffalo um, I got
2: Buffalo
0: so so far yeah I got Buffalo and I got Cincinnati and we just talked about oh next up we have Philadelphia at Detroit the Lions are home underdogs getting three and a half points at home the over under is 48 Uh, Philadelphia did not come through for me on the road although Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts played pretty well so did the Detroit Lions they actually got out to a pretty good start and they kind of faded towards the end they can't play a whole game like Blika said This is actually, I really would not want to pick this game, but because I do, I'm going to take Philadelphia on the road here. Um, They seem to be playing pretty well on the road, and especially they're beating the teams they should be beating. And they're covering games against teams that I didn't think they would cover, like against Tampa. So give me Philadelphia. I'll lay the three and a half points. I think they can beat them by a touchdown, maybe five or six if you really cut it close. So I will take Philly here to win on the road. And I'll take the under on this
2: one. Go ahead, Malik. So, despite being zero and seven on the season, Detroit's actually four and three against the spread this year. Um, they, um, they they covered, covered they covered last week. Um, this is another one of those teams that, that goes week to week. So they they covered week one, lost week two, covered week two, covered week three, lost week four, covered week five, lost week six. So and they so covered week seven. Cover so the years. theory is that the theory is they're not going to cover this I'll game. Lock obviously. in they're Philadelphia is one of my best bets. <laughs> they're not going to cover week eight. But I would, I would, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna say here is that I believe that this team is uh, watching the game. I watched the replay of the game against against the Rams. So I was actually uh, on a flight um, uh, during the game, so I didn't get to watch the game live. I watched the replay of the game, and you know, they just they there's a there's a talent vacuum. You can see where the talent vacuum between them and the Rams starts to come into play around the third quarter. Um, where yeah, you know, they played really, really well in all of their schemes and all of the things that they were doing. Like they were pulling out every stop. They had two fake punts in the game that actually just just went well. Like nobody does that, right? So mm-hmm. uh, they were doing they were doing whatever they possibly could to to, to overcome the fact that they just did not have a, as good enough a team to play mm-hmm. against these guys. So Philadelphia is probably a little bit closer to the closer to the mean than than uh, than the Rams were. So I'm going to go with Detroit here. I'm going to go with Detroit to cover wow. to cover this spread to to cover at home um the other thing is like that half a point means something has meant something because if, if you get the half the half a point against baltimore that half a point against against minnesota the Lions would have two wins this season okay yeah. um so that have half, half a point does mean something so i'm going to go ahead and, and take take my lions to, to you know i'm gonna take the three and a half points to cover the spread um, i don't think they're going to go over 17 so this is a, this this is probably the one game that they you know, that looks like that they should be able to, at the very least, stay with it, and, and possibly even win late. So, uh, the other the other thing here is, uh, Miles Sanders, Philadelphia running back, is going to be out for this game. Um, so, this the starting running backs for Philadelphia will be a combination of Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. Detroit has not been very good against the run this year, um, but so Boston Scott's going
0: to run for a buck fifty and two TDs.
2: It, but it could it could absolutely happen. But you know, I, I'm, my hope is that uh, you. This is the fact that they're the, the level of uh, talent from the running back position is going to be depleted a little bit because it's not Miles Sanders. It's going to help gonna help the Detroit play a little bit defense up front and, uh, and and put Jalen Hurts in situations that he's not comfortable. Uh, he's not comfortable in making the football. So I'm going to take Detroit and I'm going to go with the under this one.
0: I'm going to make a prediction here. If you have a prop bet to take Jalen Suggs running over 75 yards and throwing over 250. Um, I would make that prop bet in this game because if he's going to run for over 100 yards in the game, this would probably be the game to do it. Go ahead, Ant.
1: Dang. I kind of feel weird now because I'm looking at my paper and what Malik said, I have Detroit in the under. I don't know if I should change it now. It feels <laughs> weird. I mean, I should go with it.
2: What do you think? Go with your gut, man. I can't make your, your picks
1: for you. We're against each other.
2: Go with um, your, Go with your paper.
1: Oh man, this is, this, this is not right. down man. for a reason. Malik should have went last because this was his team.
0: Well, he should have went first, really. But yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> Dang man, I mean, I, 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 I fudge. All right, you know what? I'm just going to stick with the paper. Uh, yeah, go with Detroit. Under, I'm just going to stick with that. Malik said a lot of good points. I'm just going to keep sticking with that. And we'll huh. go with my guy. This is to me. I thought this was the perfect. Team for Detroit to get their first win. I need them to get their first win because my my Jets need to get the first over- <laughs> <laughs> it all pick. I'm rooting for the Miami. first pick in the draft now. I'm already in draft yeah, mode. Yeah. I want to get that, I want to get that defensive end, dude. Did yeah, not take
0: long for
1: that to happen? I just I just want to get the, the I, you know who I'm talking about, Tipolo, whatever the hell that guy name yeah, is. Yeah, I want to get that dude so he can sack the crap out of him. Well, what's the name next year? And quit, and that can laugh at Bill Belichick when, when you know when Mac Jones gets his ass beat anyway, uh, I'm not even talking about Josh. 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 Um, whatever his name is in Buffalo. But anyway, I, I I believe in Detroit, and I believe Detroit should get this win so they can get at least you know so they can move down the draft boards. You know they can't be number one in pay.
2: I ain't saying they're gonna win. I'm saying give on, me that half. Give me that half point when they when Philadelphia kicks a 75 yard field goal and uh, they lose by they lose by three. I uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still get the point, so I'm good. <laughs> But give me Detroit for this win
1: and give me Detroit in the under. I'm still taking it.
0: All right. Next up, we got the L.A. Rams at the Houston Texans. This is the largest spread of the week. The Rams are giving 14 and a half points on the road over under 47 and a half because the the Texans are terrible. And we know this, man.
1: But Deshaun Watson's not playing?
0: (laughs) No one's playing. I don't even know if Davis Mills is still going to play. Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback. There's no way the spread would be this big because they'd be a little bit more competent. But the fact that they're trading away Ingram, which is interesting because they traded for David Johnson to be their starting running back, considering the fact that they gave up uh, New Hopkins, which is kind of wild to me for this guy, and they kind of got roasted by Arizona last week. Um, The Rams can pretty much do the same. I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona, I mean, if the Rams cover this game. They haven't covered a lot of huge spreads, but they did beat Chicago by 20 points week one. They did beat Tampa when we didn't think they would. And they did cover against the Giants 38-11. Houston is as bad and also not as good offensively as the Giants are, shockingly. So if the Rams come out and beat them 38 to 10, I wouldn't be surprised. So give me the Rams as my uh third lock of the week on this one. I'm gonna lay 14 and a half points. I'm gonna take the over as well. It's gonna have to be a big blowout and a huge, huge score. So give me the Rams and the uh over here. Go ahead, Malik.
2: Yeah, this this game this game could be played just about anywhere and the Rams should be a 14 point favorite at, at, easily. This game is played so far, they'd be a 17, 18, 19 point favorite. They, may, they might even hit 20 on this one just because
0: like Penn State Ohio State. There's,
2: yeah, there's just no way you, you, you want. This is but yeah, but the Penn State Ohio State, this isn't five against twenty. This is like three yeah, is. against this is like the fifth 30 best team
0: three. in in the NFL against the twenty-eighth team against no, Yeah. Wow. Like,
2: Houston is like the 32nd best team in the NFL, but they're they they're right there they're right there at the end, you know, fight fighting with Detroit, Jacksonville, and Jets for for uh, supremacy there at the bottom at the bottom of the barrel, um yeah but,
1: but but
2: uh yeah it's same I'm I'm feeling the same way Houston Houston's not not just Houston uh the inferior team to the Rams but they're also not the healthier team here. The Rams had a little bit of a scare against against the Lions team that, you know, came in and played played hard and, and played in some heart. But uh, so far, so far on the road, uh, the Rams have handle business. So there's no reason to expect that they shouldn't uh, in this one. So I'm going to take the Rams. I'm not going to best bet it. Obviously, because again, you know, I, I can't stand the the, the large point spreads and putting those. It is my best bet. So I like I like things a little, a little bit closer, a little bit easier to predict. Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and take the Rams to win the game. And to cover, cover the 14 and a half. And I'll take the under in this because I also just think it's going to be a real Davis Mills is going to have 99 – written, ninety nine. He's going to have dreams of the of the number 99 of you know Monday, Monday through <clears throat> Monday through next next Wednesday or next next Thursday, whenever they start putting in this game plan for the next team. Because you know, Aaron Donald is going to pretty much just, just, just beat beat the breaks off from It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really, really tough week man. So uh yeah, give me the Rams and I'll take the under.
0: All right. And did you pick this one yet?
2: Oh, no, I didn't
1: pick this one yet. But, you know, all you have to do is just think about that Mr. T thing back in um Rocky, Rocky three, when he asked mm-hmm. what was going to happen. You know, you e, remember when Mr. T said, right? Oh, I did. Um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so just give me the Rams on this one. I'm just, I'm just going to go with the um, under in on this one. You know, they, they like I want to go back with the Bill Belichick thing. It's not Bill Belichick, so they're not just going to go off. Rams actually got a, co- I mean, the Houston Texans got a competent team somewhat. But, yeah, it's going to be pain. That's all it is. All right. Hold on
0: that. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears. Oh. Old-school NFC matchup. The 49ers are favored by four points on the road. The Bears are getting four points at home, and the over-under is 39.5. Being as this is my favorite team, I'm going to be taking the Chicago Bears, getting four points at home. San Francisco laid an egg on Monday Night Football. I'm sorry, on Sunday Night Football against the Indianapolis Colts, who I think the Bears are just a little shade, a little bit worse than. Um, San Francisco has no quarterback, which kind of helps the Bears in this situation. Uh, Their defense is also not very great right now. Their actual pass defense is actually pretty terrible, which bodes well for the Chicago Bears. And the Bears are getting two of their running backs back, who all, they really seem to have a really solid running game. And San Francisco is in the middle of the pack against the run. Chicago just needs to get back in their stride on defense. And I would like to point out that Chicago's offensive coordinator is awful. Um, Bill, I have a, I, I have a particular uh, shout out at the end of this in in just for our OC for the Chicago Bears. Just waiting, <laughs> just trying. waiting for this guy. I've done some research. <laughs> I think the uh I'm, I'm, I'm gonna really enjoy that one digging into that. But give me the Bears, I'll take the four points and I'm gonna take the over on the 39 and a half. I think this is gonna break a whole 42 points. Yeah.
1: Um, remember how early I said I uh, quite never pick Indianapolis? I noticed, too, when I was doing this um, pick, I always keep picking San Francisco for some stupid reason. Don't they kind of um, disappointed me because I, for some reason, I keep thinking that San Francisco is going to turn it around and beat that team there was a couple of years ago that went towards the Super Bowl. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but they, they're kind of shaking on quarterback right now. This is going to be a new one, Ace. I'm actually picking Chicago.
0: Wow. I'm
1: picking Chicago and I'm picking the under.
0: Okay. Well, the under is a pretty safe bet for them. Most weeks,
2: Most yeah, weeks. Malik. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago's been hit, hit the under on six of the seven games so far this season. So yeah, it's a pretty safe bet. To, it's pretty safe bet to go with the under. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ride San Francisco again. I, I don't honestly, you know, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I've talked about Justin Fields in college and now you know, now in the pros. I do like the player. I just don't like the offense that he's in. I don't like what's going on there in Chicago, and gonna be, there needs to be a change in the. Uh, in the front office or in, in the in the coaching situation before, before you can expect before you can expect this team to make to make you know real strides with the talent that he the talent that he has. San Francisco's returning is likely to return Jimmy Garoppolo um, to the quarterback to the starting starting position here. So expect the offense to get a little bit more uh, consistent, a little bit more on track against against the Bears. Um, Bears defense is very good, but you know if they're not getting any any help from their offense, not getting any points. Uh, and, the, and they're on the field all the damn time. you know, eventually, you know, the, the opposing team's offense is their professionals. And so the opposing team's offense gets, you know, makes gets to make a couple of plays. And because of the way that the, the Bears have not been able to score points, it doesn't take much to cover uh, against a team that doesn't they can't they can't seem to put up points consistently. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna go ahead and take the 49ers and give the four points here. Um they need to win to to keep pace with the uh, with the rest of the team in the division. Uh, I'm going to also take the under here. The only thing I would say that in respect to the, the Niners is uh, obviously George Kittle is still out. Um, so I don't expect this to get up to be explosive in any way, shape, or form. That's uh, so why I'm going to take the under on both sides. But I'll take San Francisco here for four points and uh, and, then, and, and, and you know, hope, hopefully hope things get better for Justin Fields and, 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 uh, and the squad there.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't
2: have I don't have any skin in this game. Detroit sucks. So I don't have any skin in this game. I don't really care whether whether the Bears are good or not, it doesn't really matter this year because Detroit's horrible.
0: Fair point. All right. Next up we have the New England Patriots at the LA Chargers. The Chargers are six-point favorites at home. The over-under on this game is 49 points. New England look like world beaters against the Jets for their second win against them. It uh... seems to be the only team they can beat well. Everybody else are kind of scratching out wins against. And I don't think they're going to scratch out a win against the Chargers, who have shown themselves to be a pretty quality team. Um, The New England's pass defense is pretty rough. The Chargers can run and throw the ball. Justin Herbert is not a rookie, so he's probably going to tear up Bill Belichick in this game, just on the basis of the fact that Belichick doesn't really lose to rookies. And the Chargers are coming off their bye week. And New England, even though it was an easy game, they still had to play. And they're going from the East Coast all the way out to the West Coast. I think teams fly out on Thursdays or Fridays to that, so who knows how fresh they're going to be in L.A. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers. This is going to be my third or fourth lock of the week, whichever one it is. And this is the game I feel the most confident in. So I'm personally going to be putting some money on the Chargers this week to cover this one. New England's past defense has just been terrible, and Mac Jones has been bad against really, really good teams. And the Chargers are a playoff team, in my opinion. So give me the Chargers. I'm going to take the... Over and I'll lay the six points. Go ahead, Ant.
1: Yeah, um, Mac Jones is smiling year to year last week because you know he's playing the JV team, but um, this week he's actually going to face the real team. They're going to smack the crap out of them. Give me, um, give me the give me the charges, fuck New England, fuck Belichick, and this, <laughs> make this my lock of the week as well. Give me that in the over.
0: Thank you. For actually,
1: your... no, I'm taking the under side about that.
0: Thank you for your thoughtful analysis. You're welcome. Go ahead, Malik.
2: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lock this up. So this is definitely going into the parlay. Chargers and the chargers on the over here for me as well, Ace. And uh I'm putting oh, me over my so best bet.
0: I'm putting this in as my
2: best bet. We we've all we uh, locked in on this one, and this is all our best bet on this one. So let's go ahead and just just say we're gonna put this one in the parlay definitely.
0: All right. Next oh, this
2: one. Wow.
0: Well you had the under until you no, changed no,
1: it. No, no, I changed it back to over.
0: Okay. Next.
1: Out of them and that that's, that wish is gonna come true. You know, with, me, with me cheering on them on you know, like like a little kid on the Make a Wish Foundation, nigga, that shit gonna happen.
0: Are you sick? You trying to tell me something? I don't know. Yes, I'm
1: sick. Of, I'm sick of seeing the Jets lose. So this is my wish. Make a wish just this to see your... cry <laughs> this week.
0: All right, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars visited the Seattle Seahawks, who played a thriller on Monday night of ten to thirteen. One of the most unwatchable games I've ever seen in the NFL on a Monday Night Football. Um, Wait, that's a I Monday act- Night Football game? That was, that was Monday Night Football that last was like, week. That was-
1: okay, I thought it was Monday Night Football yeah. this week. I was like, not again. No.
0: Jacksonville is coming off their bye and their big win, and they might actually follow that up with another win, which may give them a winning streak. Seattle has a much better defense with Geno Smith at QB. Who knows? But Jacksonville's defense is not terrible. They still have a pretty good pass rush with Miles Jack. They're getting three points on the road, which is, I think, kind of low. And because it's only three points, I'm going to have to lean towards Seattle here at home. I think Geno's capable enough to not mess it up. And Seattle's wide receivers and their defense should be able to carry them through a four to seven point win. Give me Seattle at home, and I'll lay those three points. Go ahead, Ant.
1: Former well, Jet Newark, uh, quite Geno Smith representing. Yeah, right. I'm not really, I, I'm not going to jump in the batting wagon like that again. Once a
0: Jet, always a Jet.
1: Yeah, but you know, I, I, I actually, did quite, I actually kind of happy for him or whatever. But at the same time, I'm rooting against, in my personal thing, I'm rooting against Seattle to lose. Uh, if, I don't know if y'all know, just Jets do have that draft pick and it right now is an eighth a- pick of the draft. Listen, Hopefully if Russell Wilson
0: didn't get hurt, I wouldn't even know Geno Smith was still in the league.
1: No, I knew Gino Smith was still in the league because Jets fans are still talking about him. There actually are Jets fans that actually still miss him. Wow. Just like some Jets fans still want Mark Sanchez back. But anyway, as far as for this game, this is rookie um rookie versus the vet over here. This is Seattle, the coach sub-team the versus the the um the first-year coach. You can't go wrong with taking Seattle on this one. Seattle's definitely going to win this one. Give me Seattle and give me the under in this one. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be my bet of the week. If I had another um, lock of the week, I'll pick this
2: one.
0: All right. Next up, we have
2: <laughs> Malik picking this game. <laughs> Next up, we have me picking this game. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I honestly, you probably could have skipped because I really didn't want to pick this game at all. <laughs> like I, really would have, I would have nothing to do. i was this sensing game. that but, you
0: weren't even looking at the camera. you were like, what? What's going on? Huh? But yeah,
2: yeah I, I I have to. And damn it, I'm just going to pick, I'm going to pick the Jags to cover. I'm going to, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the point. Give me the points here. Um, Look, when, if if you wake up in the morning and you're Geno Smith and you look at, you look at the betting (laughs) lines and you realize that you're at home and you're only being given the home team three. Against the Jaguars. Against the Jaguars. That means that, that means that the entire, the entire NFL voting world believes that you, because it wouldn't be three if Russell was there, no matter who else is on that, who, who else is on that Seattle team. You are the reason that, we're, that we only, that we only think you're a shade better than that we think that you are the same level team as the one in six Jaguars. Like that's you. It's you. It's your fault. OK, um, Look, Zeno Smith completed an 84 yard pass to uh DK Metcalf last week and everything looked really, really good in the first quarter of that game. And I'm sure Gino Smith came back into the huddle and looked at those guys and said, I can't do that again. Um, and so <laughs> he, told, he, told, he, told, he told them that's never happening again. Um, so like let, let, let let's let's celebrate. Let's celebrate like uh like we just won because it wasn't gonna happen again against any against against this team. Jacksonville's good. I think Jacksonville's actually playing playing a little bit better. Trevor Lawrence showing a little bit showed, showed a little bit of um you know he showed, he, showed, he showed a little bit about you know, him being the number one quarterback, number one number one pick in the draft in that last game in uh, in London. Maybe, maybe they carry this over and uh maybe they don't get a win, but they can they can keep it close. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is like a field goal game and I'm gonna take Jacksonville and the under here as well.
1: I think Malik is more looking over to the next game because that's more exciting.
0: <laughs> I'm taking the over here and I think both teams' defense is gonna play terrible
1: i like to ask you too, this question. Does this make Russell Wilson, you know, the head favorite to be the um, MVP of the year? Because, you know, when he comes um, back... He <laughs> come clearly unfort- un- does no. show
0: his value to this team but, in general, but yeah. yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm convinced Sierra could go there and play and be better than Geno Smith right now. <laughs> I bet
0: you they wish they had Kaepernick right now. Because <laughs> they would have won these last two games real easy. True, they, Who's still they a team that puts of... up 13 points on you? That's a shame.
1: Cam Newton is still available too.
0: Seriously, like Seriously you know, that, that's, right that's a very solid point. If Seattle wants to make the playoffs, you better go out and go sign Cam.
1: I'm he was healthy. He's healthy. Going with Gino.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't care <laughs> how much of the system he knows. Cam Newton's got to be better than that.
1: Gino's a future offensive coordinator.
0: Oh wow, <laughs> that, that really doesn't sound like a compliment. Just the way you tone and how you said that. That's true. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints, a divisional matchup for the NFC South. Um, This was a big game last year because it was two old guys fighting it out. I think it was on the History Channel, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) The Saints this time are getting five and a half points at home as underdogs. The over-under is 50, and I guess it's because that's how much they think they're going to beat. Tampa Bay is going to beat them by. Um, considering that Tampa Bay scored 13 points in the road against Seattle, I do not see them scoring a lot of points here against Tampa. I do not see them having a chance at covering this game. The obvious pick is Tampa, and I'm going to take the obvious pick in this one. There's really nothing to the contrary that shows me Tampa is not going to be able to stop them. Um, they gave a bunch of rushing yards to Chicago, and that's because they were just going to dare fields to throw against them. And I think they're going to do the same thing with Geno and the fact that their head coach is the coach. I'm sorry, not Geno. Um, Jam- Jam- uh, James Winston. The fact that he used to play for the former head coach of this team and all the coordinators is not really a good sign because they know exactly how to coach against him and what to dial up. So I think Tampa's going to crush him. I don't know if they're going to hit the over, so I'm going to take the under on this one, but Tampa is my another lock of the week. Go ahead, Amp.
1: Oh, I'm taking Tampa. I'm taking the over. Also, you know, um, Jameis Wilson's 2020 vision thing, you know, he's going to see 50-40. He's going to say something's wrong with his eyesight. He's going to need some lasers. (laughs) You'll <laughs> need some basic surgery again when you make those picks. Both his asses are going to
0: go see the same, huh? 54. Yeah,
1: Tampa, Tampa alone going to score that 50 points. The <laughs> way go up this behind, this behind those picks. But I, give me Tampa. Give me the over in this one. Oh, yeah. I can't make this my lock of the week. But anyway, yeah, give me Tampa that's what this one. Malik might go the other way, but let's see what happens. Go ahead, Malik. Go ahead. Absolutely going the
2: other way on this one, but this is a revenge Burn. game. You know, this is a straight-up revenge game for Jameis Winston and and the Saints going up against going up against Tampa. Saints. The Saints beat Tampa Bay two times, both times in the regular season last last year, both at home and in Tampa. They and did. they lost. They, and they lost a game that they probably should have won against Tampa Bay at home in in the playoffs. In the playoffs, you know, uh, series them, you know, at the end of the year. Um, but you know, not for nothing. This is this is a Jameis Winston. James Winston's special. I mean, he's going to throw five touchdowns and five picks. It's like this likely going to happen in this game because because that's that's what James Wisdom does. But I honestly think I just think the five and a half is, is is a bit is a bit much to carry in a divisional game on the road uh, on the road. Tampa Bay has, you know, with the exception of uh, the, the what the game last week against, that is against the Bears against the Bears, like Tampa Bay has has surprisingly um, you know not. They covered high point spreads over the last over the last couple. Yeah, of but weeks. this is six points. It's two field goals. Right, right. But I'm saying they they didn't cover they didn't cover against uh they didn't cover the six and a half on the road against New England when everybody thought that, that was gonna be that was gonna be a a, a, a True. comeback game. Of, you know for tom brady then they didn't then they went, they went to Philadelphia and couldn't cover a seven point spread against Philadelphia they only won that game by six so i don't see that game i don't see this game this is game being very very similar to that where they'll go they'll go on the road they'll they're gonna run the football probably play some play it close say the say are gonna be out there playing that playing their hearts out Jameis Winston is. They're going to be trying to win 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 this for the Gipper and win this for Jameis, and uh, they're, they're just going to keep it close. <laughs>
0: that's going to, good for now, they're
2: going to they're going to keep this close, and, uh, and I think, I think that's that's how that's how it'll play out. So I'll take I'll take New Orleans. Give me the five and a half, and I'll take the over.
0: All right. Next up, we have the Washington football team at the Denver Broncos. Washington played well last week. I believe Denver was coming off of a bye, or if they did play, the game was so unmemorable I do not remember it. Denver is favored at home by three points. I don't think anyone wants to watch this game unless you're a fan of one of these teams or either of them. Um, The best thing that came out this week about Washington is that they're not going to release the report to the league, which means they really were just petty and released that thing about Gruden just because he was talking trash about the commissioner. And they were like, we can't have that. So we are like got to get rid of you up out of here. Why so two banana these, out of So here. let's drop these emails specifically about you. He's like, I mean, it was one email 10 years ago. And then it came out it was like, well, it was actually 30. So you gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Um, Teddy Bridgeport is playing okay. If they had healthy running back in Melvin Gordon, I'd be a little bit happier. Denver's defense is at home. I think the altitude is gonna affect them. I'm gonna go with Denver and the win. Vic Fangio is on the hot seat. Broncos fans want him out of there. A win will probably cool him for a couple more weeks. And that's something that he needs because he definitely wants to keep this job. Give me the Denver Broncos. I think they're just a better team than Washington. Taylor Heineke is
2: pretty
0: average, if not below average. He had one good playoff game. He's got people talking about him, but we've seen more of him. And he is what we thought he was. So give me Denver and give me the under. Go ahead, Malik.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take Denver, too, and I'm locking this one. Is. This is my third best bet of the week. Um, Denver should be this game. They're at home. Um, this is just just boring on, on multiple levels, um, and they should keep it boring. Keep it very boring. Keep it very very regular and just win the game Teddy Bridgewater way. Um, boring and consistent. That's what it's going to be. Uh, keep it just like that. You'll be perfectly fine. So I'm going to take Denver in the under in this game. Um, Washington football team, with, aside from Terry McLaurin, and the occasional, you know, big run out of Antonio Gibson, you yeah, know, there's not really much to pay attention to or much much to really talk about with this team. They're underachieving this year. Um, or or maybe, they're, maybe they're playing right around where they – maybe they overachieved last year. They're playing right around where they're supposed to honestly be as like a middling team in the NFC. In the NFC, um, Not good enough to, to, to win games. That is correct. That yeah, just not, just not good enough to, to really you know, carry, carry anything other than um,
0: – They won the <laughs> NFC lease last year when everybody was hurt.
2: Yeah, so it, it doesn't. I don't think it really matters. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Denver to, to to do what they need to do at home and beat the Washington football team. That's my play. All right, Amp.
1: Oh, I have to pick. Okay, so um, <laughs> yeah, these two teams I don't really care about. And you know, if I was a betting man, I'll just skip it. You know, just don't bet on this game. Well, who cares?
0: Good advice.
1: But, uh, I'm, since y'all picked Denver just for just for the gambling and for the fun of it of this show, I'm just gonna pick Washington on this one. Give me the Heineken beer guy, um, spokesman that's gonna be the future Heineken spokes spokesperson in the future. Give me Washington. Give me the under.
0: All right. Oh, and for New Orleans, they're gonna run some gadget play that's gonna go horribly wrong with um, what's his name Taylor something? What's his name? All BYU young, twenty nine year old, the youngest twenty nine year old quarterback in the league. Oh, Taysom. Yeah, Taysom Hill. Hill. That's right. Dude, he's still a young QB. Meanwhile, he's 29 years old. He's been in the league for nine years, but he's a young QB. All right. That is it this week, folks. We are going into our shout-outs. And once again, I'll be going first with my personal Uh shout-out to Offensive Coordinator Bill Lazor. That's L-A-Z-O-R. The Offensive Coordinator of Chicago Bears, former Offensive Coordinator of Cornell Big Red, who he then got hired when they hired that horrible head coach, Jim Hoffer, to lead the UB Bulls. And guess what records for the two years that he was the office coordinator for the the UB or the Buffalo Bulls, as are known, in NCAA football. They won four games in two seasons. They were four and 24 underneath this man. They played 12 games both years. They won four games. One year they won three. They went three and eight one year. And the next year they went one and eleven. That's correct, one and 11. And you know why I remember that one and 11? Because that was the one game we beat Akron at home where we beat them 44 to zip and we ran onto the field and tore down the goalposts, which is probably one of the best things I got to do in college. One of the worst things I had to do in college was watch this guy call offensive plays. And somehow he gets rewarded and and, and fails up to being the offensive coordinator of Chicago Bears. I don't understand this. I don't understand well, how he continues know, to be it's- terrible and get paid more to do it's worse true, for know. more people. Yeah, it's clearly you not know. what you know because yeah. he don't know much, not about football. And if he does know a lot about football, whatever he's calling, it ain't working. They actually told Justin Fields he had a throwaway play in his headphones and his yeah, in his, in his uh, ears and earbud in the, head, in the headset. And guess what? He throws the ball and he gets picked off in the Tampa Bay game. They're doing this man no favors. They're not tailing our game plan to his strengths much kind of like how they did Trubisky. And he has a lot of them. And it's kind of surprising they can't figure this out. And also, shout out to the NCAA for clearly just saying, we're not going to care about anything. We're not going to find anybody in all these college basketball teams. Oh, by the way, doesn't matter if Kansas cheats or Arizona cheats or whoever cheats or pays blood guys to go there. You're all going to get to go to the tournament this year. No repercussions for anybody. Who cares? Pay them. Don't pay them. Do what you want to do. It is what it is. I do like the fact that they're just like, yeah, what rules, what rules? And the schools are just like, hey, listen, we pay you, you don't pay us. So it is what it is. Anthony, you go ahead.
1: All right. Um, my first shout out. Dan, I just realized you only had one shout out. One shout out that you know that was it just touched my heart. But anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that awesome coordinator guy. I mean, come on, man. I, I looked him up. I was like, wait a second. He used to coach at my school. I remember this trash team he did. We won four <laughs> games in two years. Four that's, games in two years.
1: That's my stuff. That he just basically following following his path to fuck up your your college football. Your college he's been mediocre at every in step He's not.
0: He has not been the office coordinator. He's been office coordinator on like two winning teams, either college or pro. Word. Is what we are doing now. You just giving the job to anybody? It's anytime, minutes, anybody can get up here and coach. I got some plays I want to run. How about me, Coach? Can I? Can I run these
1: plays? Um. So I'm gonna give my first shout out to Bill Belichick. Fuck you with a big middle finger. Your ass could have, you know, you could have, you could have, you could have <laughs> oh, took, you took, you took your foot off the brakes. But in the fourth quarter, you decided to run it up some more, with twenty more fucking points in the, tw- in the in the fourth quarter. Really? Did you really need to do that shit? You already won the fucking game. But you went into the fourth quarter to score 20 more points and you still throwing it around with Brian Hoyer. Brian fucking Hoyer, really? Okay. Well, anyway, shout out to so your dumbass because you know, you decided to run up the points because you think you're, that you're, you're embarrassing Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson don't give a fuck about the shit. He's a fucking billionaire. He doesn't give a shit. Shout out to so you. You, you, you patet, pathetic motherfucker. You're going rot in your own grave. Anyway, wow. shout out to so you. Wow. Shout out so- <laughs> On a nicer note, shout out to shout out to Tua. I feel bad for you. You know, you basically went from quite everybody, every fan base talking about tank for Tua to you know nobody wants me now. I feel bad for you now because um, Watch is going to be basically running your team next next week, and you're going to be a backup somewhere. Sorry about that, Tua, but shout out for you. You're actually a better quarterback right now, as of right now than my quarterback on the Jets. Better quarterback than what's the name on the Jaguars. Better quarterback than the dude in, in, on the Giants. You know, Danny Dimes. I don't know why he's, he's not, not better than,
0: than Justin, Justin Fields though. Yeah, right now Fields. he's better than
1: he's, he's better than Justin he's Fields. He's not
0: better than Fields. Well,
1: actually, you know what? Fields is actually better than him. But he, since Fields got a bad co- bad offensive coordinator, he, that that you know that degrades him a little bit down there. You know, that's like a negative. Or or if he was playing on what's the name? One of those um RPG, not RPGs, those um MMO games, or whatever. He's basically debuffing this shit out of Fields right now. So you know, so he's making he's making Fields look bad, right? Making Fields look bad. So. Tua is actually a really good quarterback, but he's getting fucked over. Shout-outs to him, whatever. Shout-outs to James Harden. You know, keep your head up. You know, you, you, you didn't make – I don't think he made the top 25 thing. Man. I think he's a little on the slump right now, right? That's what I was talking about earlier. I kind of heard that a little bit on the radio. earlier, but you know, but shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to Wes – thanks to Ace. You know, he reminds me of this. So, thanks – shout-outs to Wes Arnsell and shout-outs to Robert Parrish, you know, for making the <laughs> top 75. Shout out to Mike, Mike Tomlin. you know, for you know, because he's supposed he, suppo- he shout, shout out to Mike Tomlin because he is gonna be a Hall of Fame coach and he could he took it to those reporters because you know, calling him out to quick go ask him a dumbass question about going to college. You know, dang on well, a hall of fame coach is not gonna take a step step down on that. But anyway, shout out to Mike yeah, Tom had, had a chance boys.
0: of hiring Bill Coward to hang out in LA and coach USC.
1: Yeah, good luck on that one, but anyway. A shout out to that and my last shout out is support rob um christophis sorry we had to take away that time again from you you know but we had to hear more about you know the the bullshit OC that ace had to deal with you no know, shout out to Chris Chris Christopher as Malik calls him um was it what do you call him again malik kneecaps yeah knecaps kneecaps yeah shout out to him you know one day we'll get you on we'll try to get you on next week we'll try we'll try our best shout out to you but anyway that's my all my shout outs this week
0: and shout-out to Eli and Peyton for making Monday Night Football as watchable as possibly can be. They oh, actually thanks, accounted no, for 15% of the total audience for Monday Night Football this past week.
1: Oh, yeah, Blake. they're going to give 100% of my attention next week because I ain't going to be paying attention to the games. <laughs> Go ahead, <Blake.
2: laughs> Hey, man, look, the NBA is back. Shout-out to the Brooklyn Nets for proving, for proving to the world that you do actually need Kyrie Irving to play because you guys are not that good without him. <laughs> And shout out to the Brooklyn Kyrie's, aka all the people in Brooklyn who are supporting Kyrie Irving and, and, and trying to tear down the, the Barclays Center for for doing the one thing that that you know we now we now said like three years ago, um, uh, Kevin Durant famously went on the radio and said New York said, said the Knicks were not cool. Well, if this is cool, then the, then the Knicks the Knicks are perfectly fine being the uncool team of the NBA because all all the Knicks are doing <laughs> yeah. is winning basketball games and not having drama in their house. And uh, yeah, you guys, you guys just enjoy, enjoy drama, enjoy, enjoy what you're going through right now because you're two and three. You start the season off two and three. You wanted two at home. You lost to the Bucks, who just got the breaks beaten off of them by by the Timberwolves, and you just lost just lost tonight to the Heat. And I'm just watching the replay and then loving loving all of it, loving every single piece of this this, this happening to you guys. Um, like, I, I was not, I'm not rooting. I, I don't root against anybody in the NBA, but you know, oh, no, I do. I don't I don't it's basketball I don't really care as long as the Knicks win I'm I'm good um, but it's 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 a little bit gratifying to hear to hear all of the talk about how the Brooklyn Nets didn't need Kyrie Irving how the, how, the, how the Brooklyn Nets were you know were just this loaded team that would have won the championship anyway and watching them do very 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 much Brooklyn hipster things and and run themselves out of the opportunity to potentially win a championship Again, it's just going to be really, really funny. So um, shout outs, shout outs to them, and shout outs, shout outs to Brooklyn for uh, just just making making things so much easier. Making it so much easier for me to leave New York City. So this is, uh, did he, that <laughs> Can he
1: get out that contract?
2: Did he get out that contract? No, he just signed it. You know, KD just signed the extension. Um, Harden? Harden, Harden had, yeah, he just signed the extension. Harden hasn't gotten it yet. So, um, wow. and, so and kd Kyrie's, has two more years left. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And and, Ky- and and Kyrie's likely not getting it at all. So you know, but he has a
0: player option for next season, right? Yes, like thirty-eight million or something. So he's definitely going to take that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's just uh, that's my that's my only shout out of the week so far. Uh, that's the only shout out, shout out shout out for this game. Like i have just been been really watching and enjoying the uh, I'm enjoying basketball number one. Um, actually, you know what? Shout out to YouTube TV. Shout out to Court cutting and YouTube TV. And those opportunities all over the place. I I apologize to all the cord cutters out there. I just joined you as a as a cord cutter myself. I wow. don't have cable, but I have YouTube TV, and I've been uh, I've been enjoying the hell out of just walking around my Welcome. home, walking around wherever I am, and and the, the cord cutting life, the streaming life is the life for me. But shout out to all the cord cutters out there that have been telling you this for years. Cable. And uh, yeah, I, I just I didn't do it because it was just easy to keep to keep my cable service. But the, the move, the, the move uh, out of out of state, out of New York, precipitated this change. And, you know, I'm happy that I'm here. So shout out to cord cutting streaming services and all that, all that, all that jazz. Um, it's a little bit cheaper uh, and, and it just feels a little bit more free. I'm not connected to a, a cable box anymore. That, feel, that feels free to me. So shout out to that. That's it for me. All
0: right. That is it this week, folks. Follow us on Patreon. Please subscribe, pay for that stuff. It's very valuable. There are some good goodies that we are giving away this week and you can follow us in the community. We are trying to build on there. We give away free picks and please send us your emails at these parlay Show podcast at gmail.com. Follow us, like and subscribe a podcast addict, Spotify, Google podcast, Apple podcast, wherever you listen and also tune in radio and that is it for this week. We are out. Week 8 NFL.
2: It's out.
1: Fuck you, Belichick. Peace. God. <laughs>